Yeah, it turns out. It also turns out running this business is more than I ever expected it. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, I've never heard anybody say the opposite. Like, yeah, you know, my own company's less work than it should have been. Well, you know, I I wish I had. I mean, we could discuss this. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, well, Chris. Let's, yeah, well, let's we're at three years of podcasting. And I didn't realize how much work that was going to be. So yeah. I completely understand. So, yeah. All right. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Author It Again podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Ross. I'm Doug DeMuro. Hello. Hello. <laughs> this is our podcast about anything and everything off-road. As always, we're socially distanced. We did it way before it was mandated and cool. <laughs> Ross is in the Northeast. I'm in the Midwest. And Doug's all the way on the West Coast. So we're back to our normal mm-hmm. stretched out boundary. That's normally our time zones, our Eastern, Central, and Pacific. So, Right. It's a good <laughs> setup. It's easier, yep. it's easier to be six feet, but you guys are like a thousand miles each, 1,500 miles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the, the fourteen hundred range. Yep. Yeah. I think I referred to something the other day for Ross and how many days it would take him to drive right. somewhere. <laughs> then again, yeah. I, that was back when Brad Brunell was like, that. "Yeah, swing by the place in Reno, grab something." I was oh, like, "Brad, God. you're twenty four hours away from me, and I'm in the Midwest." <laughs> like, Brad, no. Brad's mentality is, "Oh yeah, it's uh, it's twenty one hundred miles away. That is two point six two three days on my motorcycle." Well, we're talking to the only other person I know who drives the most cross country right now. So. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. And you come like straight through my neck of the woods all the time. Yeah, and, uh, every summer we we I drive out, and every summer I drive back. My dog and me. You mean you don't like Nantucket and the Northeast in the middle of January? You know, I would, uh, <laughs> dude. You joke, but I if it was up to me, I would live in the Northeast. I would move literally tomorrow. If my wife came upstairs Man. right now during the podcast and was like, "Hey, you want to move back to the East Coast?" I'd be like, I'd be like, guys, I'm out. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. No. How long? Back. How long? Okay. So, so Chris's wife is from New York, and obviously we're from here. How long has it been since you since you lived in in the Northeast? Well, for I winter. Philly. I lived in Philly. Okay. So I grew up in Denver. It should be clear. So I, winters don't really phase me. Like I, I grew up in Denver. I lived in Atlanta, which has more serious winters than people realize. But then I moved. Ice, 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 baby. It has ice, and it gets cold. And then I moved to, to, and it gets gray, which is really the most annoying part of winter in my mind. And then I lived in Philly for four years, but it's been four years, four winters since I've had winter, but I don't, winter, I'm like, I'm all set. I'm fine. Okay. Winters in the, in the last like five years, we've had one good snowy winter and the rest of the winters have just been like dreary, rainy, <laughs> like, like Seattle, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But yeah, no, it it's uh, who you are. in Connecticut. I'm assuming you're near the Long Island Sound, like every like most people who live in Connecticut. Like yes. it's not so bad, right? If you're upstate New York, we saw what can happen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Western PA yeah. or anything like that. But like, you no, know, no. I, I would move to DC and I could, oh, I would give anything. But that ship has sailed. I've lost that fight. It's over. And I, it's hard <laughs> to complain because it is 70 degrees every <laughs> single day here. And it's perfect for my job. So that's you. That's you. Chris and I talk about whether. Uh, weekly almost daily and it's like yeah you know shooting car reviews and, and taking pictures isn't really conducive to you know no. the, the connecticut lifestyle or kansas kansas city has or kc kc's got some of the worst weather because you have incredible heat and you have like significant <laughs> snow and the combination of both is tough it the nice thing about it is it is a true mix that's that's a good like it, Positive spin on oh, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Take the good like, with the bad. 
you always hear those stories about people that live somewhere there and they're like, oh, if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes, it'll change. I feel like I feel that's like that's always thing. embellished for other places, but where it's literally within a series of hours, it can go from 60 to like 25 degrees. And mm. you were just like, what happened? Like, yeah. and actually that's a bad example. Cause the one that comes to mind, it was 85 degrees one day. And the next day the high was like 15. And yep. so you were like, hold up. That's legit summer temps to dead of winter temps. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, I feel we're, that we'll do weather <laughs> stuff later. Ross, you have an update. It's exciting. I have a few updates. Do I have exciting updates? This I is, think it's exciting when uh, you say is, it because Doug doesn't know what you're going to mention. This is news to me. Oh, okay. So I have bought a Land Rover Defender. Uh, oh boy, what? Which one? Everybody is holding their breath. I'm, I'm literally the computer taking so not long what you're to expecting. Share the photo. <laughs> 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 nice. That's I an have, excellent uh, Land Rover Defender. I yeah. Have, yeah, I have purchased a miniature Land Rover Defender. It is a Traxxas TRX-4M. Um, yeah. I have been interested in RC stuff since I was a small child and had uh, more X mods than any person should ever have. So incidentally, I went off-roading in Western Massachusetts, I don't know, uh, four or five months ago. And the trails that I was doing in the GX and with my Tacoma World buddies, there were a few guys there and they had these RC crawlers. I was like, wait a minute, this is actually really cool. Yeah. So, so I bought this thing. Uh, it's a 118th scale crawler. And it actually, it has like, you know, real suspension, Probably, solid yeah. axles, locking diffs, sway bars and everything. Um, and, you know, when it's 10 degrees and windy here, I can use it in my living room. Right. Um, so I, I enjoyed uh, the the group text the other day with you and our other friends who are also had purchased some of these things. I was like, okay, nerds, yeah. like I, Dude. and I'm sure it's cool for whatever reason, I can't get behind the RC movement of automotive stuff because it's like so much maybe. And I think it's a personal thing where I haven't done enough with real life stuff mm -hmm. or like the full size. I shouldn't say real life because both of them are in real life. <laughs> this is, with the full size. I haven't done enough full AI. size stuff. Yeah. 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 That I'm yeah, then like, I, all right, cool. Like I, can I had to this. explain it to my wife because I've never seen her look at me with the you are such a loser eyes the way that she did when oh. I started playing with this. <laughs> um, but it's okay, so it's the northeast. There's days when it's 10 degrees and there's 30 yeah. mile per hour winds, and I'm and there are people who go off-roading. I am not one of those people. I fucking hate the cold. Um, so if I can set up a little course in my office or my living room. And I can simulate the obstacles that I <laughs> have had trouble with in the past. It's it's like video games, but tangible, you know. So yeah. those things are so cool. I actually follow a bunch of Instagram accounts devoted specifically to that those defenders because it's based. That one's based on the NAS one ten with the external cage, and it just like looks so cool. And I'm like it has so bored. Rotopacks and yeah. uh, uh, mock high lift on it. I, like, I will say you can modify I do get, them. It's so cool. I get sucked into those accounts that make it look Real. like it's yeah. full size or yeah, yeah, yeah. like. Oh, and then you're man. scrolling through the the Instagram thing and you, there's like a you know a, a story comes up and you're like oh, that looks interesting. You click on it, it's like wait a minute, this is fake. Exactly. It, it yes. pulls out and you see that they're like in a parking lot. And it's like, oh God. There is a guy who recently did the Camel Trophy Defender to look exactly like the real Camel Trophy one. It's, yeah. 
it's such a black hole. It's it's just another like subset of this stupid off-roading that yeah. we all love so much. Yeah. 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 And it's the same here. We can't, you know, in the middle of the summer, it's too hot. Like people go out in the desert, like where I live, it's the coast and it's like fine. Always the temperature is always fine. But all the people here go out in the desert. And you, you my friends stop doing that in April and don't start up again until October. So you kind of gotta have something to do. Now, here what we do it's is we have sports cars. Yeah, it's exactly. literally here we yeah. have sports cars and drive those in the summer, but in Connecticut <laughs> in the winter, that's not a feasible opportunity. So au contraire, I have done so with multiple sports cars. Yeah. But probably Miata very winter. Yes, I imagine. Yeah, Miata Challenger. Uh, no, just those actually. That that accounted for five winters over the last, including eight. winter tires. So you actually had a lot of fun. yeah, the the best. There's nothing better than sports car and winter tires when it's like slightly slick outside. Yeah. Um, so, all right. So that's the Defender update, and we'll probably cover the upgrades as we go along on that. Um, <laughs> Two other quick updates. Upcoming press vehicles are very exciting, and we'll talk about these on, on future shows. Hummer EV arrives this week, which is replaced the week after by the CT5V Blackwing, and they swap that out for a 130, Defender 130, and then Yukon Denali. So I have a very good, very, Of very all of those, January the February. only one I'm interested in is the 130. The 130... I am keen to see in person and skeptical of what my eyeballs may or may not decide. I think it's the ugliest car on sale. <laughs> <laughs> I think the that reg- is a bold statement. The regular Defender is already kind of questionable. And I say that having owned it for two and a half years and driven 50,000 miles. Like every time I look, come up to it to this day, I'm like, eh, I don't know. But the 130 looks like my car wearing a backpack. <laughs> <laughs> is the 500X still on sale? Uh, I don't think so. You thought the 500X was uglier? That car was so... No, I, isn't Fiat like totally out of the US market? Aren't they like gone, gone? I thought Ooh. they were supposed to be coming back with like a... Look at that. Look at that ridiculous thing. Oh. That absurd yeah, so, so they didn't the... lengthen the wheelbase at all. They just said, no, they did here's an extra row. Right, they did it cheaply. And you know, the funny thing is the 110 already has a third row. So this is just a longer third right. row. But they did it cheaply that, yeah, there's no wheelbase extension like there was on those Trailblazer EXT. You remember that? Like the Dude, I was literally going to say the Envoy XUV and all of those. Yeah. Yeah, those yeah, yeah, yeah. stretched in the middle. This is not. This yep. is stretched in the back. It's like a bad render. I think <laughs> it's famous. <laughs> well, I, uh, my, my one comment is that the, uh, the departure angle yeah. might leave That's something over. to be desired. That's over, so, yeah. We'll see if I smack it on my driveway. Yeah, those those are the uh, the upcoming. That's a lot of glass roof in in their favor. I think, Dude, I think honestly, part of it is that we already are accustomed to the regular wheelbase. I actually think if this had come out like earlier or at the same time, it wouldn't be so bad. But looking at it now, you've spent two and a half years seeing the regular ones on the road, and then you see that, and it's mm-hmm. like, what? But like when you look at a Yukon versus a Suburban, you don't have this thought because we're like used. No. To it. Maybe it's. Maybe it's just like going to take some time, but I think it's, it's like they put it on the copy machine and pushed a hundred and hundred and thirty percent, but only on the back <laughs> section, only on the ass. <laughs> right. So yeah, so that uh, only other short small update is, I mean, Chris and I've been talking about this for eons now. I'm still up in the air whether I keep the GX or get rid of the GX, and the decision is basically keep the GX or get rid of it. And replace it with like a 200,000, 175,000 mile ish 200 series. Um, 
not sure. Just not sure. I love my 200. It's great. It's been great. The, yeah, the, but my GX has 32,000 miles. What year? 18. And so it's you, got a, it's got so much. It's got, I mean, uh, Toyo sent me tires, Warren sent me a winch, light force sent lights. Like there's an Ironman bumper and suspension. Yeah. You know, tire carrier on the back door. Uh, yeah. The, the dash cam that Glucker sent me definitely not like eight months ago has I installed last week because it definitely didn't sit in the box in my garage for for a few months before I remembered that it was there. Um, so it's like starting from scratch with a with a vehicle much older, but you know, much more. Or just do you think it's much more? It's twenty five percent. Like I've off road a rather have a low mileage like the gx is still a v8 body on frame it's everything that everybody likes about the 200 yeah but you have like it's low miles and newer the the two big questions in this larger question are that the four six is inferior to the five seven there's no oh, in, in terms of like power longevity and, really interesting yeah. i didn't yeah. i mean the 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 four six is like a 250 275 thousand mile engine and the five seven is like add 50 to 75 thousand miles to that which isn't really a problem for me because i work from home and you it know? only has thirty thousand miles on it so yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. i bought it at 27 <laughs> so so really yeah. that's some yes okay. that's that's a wash um, yeah <laughs> yeah see i i think doug's on team keep it yeah. I have a 200 and I love it, but it, it hasn't quite been what I expected it to be. And I think the 200 has like, more, there's more like lore around it than reality. I think really, um, I don't well, think that there's a dramatic difference from the GX and the L and the 200 in terms of like what they can do, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Okay. That's Plus, fair. Yeah, I mean, that looks so cool. And you've, you've, you've already improved the, the only bad part about that GX, which is that heinous front end. Oh my God. It was so bad, <laughs> man. I drove Sorry. the first few days I walked out to it and I was like, Nope, not, it's not staying like this. Anymore. Oh, bad. <laughs> so you're going to have to yeah, Batman uh, it in. I mean, it's, it, it, and I, I owe money on the GX and I can potentially eliminate that by getting out of it. But like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, and 200s are going down in value so slowly true that is true so is yeah it, we'll see. It, it's the last lane cruiser Probably like stay. It's the 200 like for now <laughs> yeah that's for some yes thing but it's the last real land cruiser i bet yeah, yeah. I, by the way i love the 300 i think i mean the lx 300 is great but like i drove a toyota 300 and it was so great i just so sad we don't get that it's such a shame but so whatever. that was on the on the list of things we wanted to talk about and we have a, a, a not small list of things yeah. to talk about right. so you've driven what is effectively three 300 series you've driven the sequoia the lx 600 and you got your hands on a, a real lc 300 right yeah and a tundra yeah so oh and and my uh <laughs> continue i i ross isn't when, a big fan of the tundra uh, i had some issues but continue but you don't like how it looks or did it have a problem or something um it felt unfinished it was i gotta bite my tongue because i fuck i love toyota i've had five if not did six... you drive a lexus calm down i yeah but like <laughs> the, and i have put 
more miles on the prior tundra than I can count. Um, it just, it was poorly sprung for the weight and even more poorly sprung when I put weight in the bed. Yeah. And it compared to like a Ram 1500, which I put the same mileage on and hauled the exact same quad on. Um, it just, it felt under-engineered, which yeah, is I, mean, I think it's become clear that Toyota's kind of realized they're never really going to, from a capability perspective, they're never really going to outshine like the guys who are committed to it. And mm. they've kind of committed, it seems like to me, like Toyota's committed a little bit more to the like lifestyle truck component of, of things. But honestly, that's most buyers, you know? But that is, not, yeah, 90 plus percent. I mean, there was a study a long time ago that it was like 98% of Jeep Wrangler buyers never right. take their vehicle off road. So it's just transitioning. Still accurate. Yeah. It's more accurate now that the, you know, four door has proliferated so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love the 300. The thing that I like the most about all of those vehicles is that turbo V6. It's so funny because I have a 200. I got it because of that 5.7 liter V8. And I'm not one of these, like, I'll never have a turbo you know i don't i don't believe in any of that stuff as technology marches on we should adapt to most of it but um but i love i got that v8 because i thought it would be reliable long-term powertrain good torque etc i think that turbo v6 has everything the v8 does from like an acceleration and drivability standpoint plus it adds like far far improved fuel economy now we'll see if the longevity is the same but like toyota is pretty serious about testing those vehicles for long term and mm-hmm. I was like really, really surprisingly into that, to that powertrain. There are only maybe three <laughs> engines on the whole market that I feel, turbo engines that I feel actually replace the higher displacement non-turbo engine that it was replacing. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them, Mercedes Turbo Straight 6 replacing V8 and, and that Land Cruiser powertrain too. I like, I love how smooth it is. I love how responsive it is. I really like that engine. Well, we had uh, Kurt Williams from Cruiser Outfitters and you know, the Land Cruiser Heritage Museum and everything on, and, and he just ran the 600 in Baja. So yeah. it's it's not untested. Like, yeah. That's not a, even remotely a question, you know? Yeah. It's, it's just, is everything surrounding that, <laughs> like, up to snuff, you know? Yeah. So, but let's, let's talk bigger things. How's, uh, how's fatherhood? <laughs> <laughs> Great. My, I have a little baby. He's it's a toddler now. He's 16 months. He's starting to walk. 16 months? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He came home from the hospital in my Audi RS2, which was cute. And he's the only baby in American history ever to have done that. Yep. I assume. This, this and, side of the ocean, at least. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and so he's great. It's been an interesting experience. And everything is a little bit different than it than it has than it was. There we go. There he is. <laughs> home day. There was a lot of convincing required to uh, to allow the RS2 to be the, the car, but he did great and he killed like, it. And he's happy now. So there's no latch system in that RS2. No, no. In fact, I don't know that he ever rode in it again. It's actually really, really? small. Yeah, okay. it's really it's tight in there, and so now he's in a much bigger car seat now, and so you can't. It's not like realistic to get it in there anymore, right? Uh, which has become kind of annoying. But uh, isn't it weird <laughs> how car seats change your change your perspective on things? <laughs> like, 
yeah, car seats and the whole thing. And I'm so jealous of my friends whose kids are like in boosters or out of boosters, like with seven, eight year olds. Yeah. Mm, what's up? Hi, Chris. Kids, Chris, don't you, you probably have kids ranging from all ages. Isn't that the uh, situation? I have 14 to four. So I've still got one, but it's forward facing. Uh, it only takes up one of the captains in the Suburban and then everybody else can fit. You have the opposite problem that I have and your kid is starting to drive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So real fast story about him. Um, he went with my parents today to just have lunch. Hold on though. I'll be right there. Um, <laughs> the smallest wants in. <laughs> oh man. Today was my kid's second day of daycare. So I'm, I'm also on the very opposite end of the spectrum here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. My favorite part was I just turned around and be like, what, do, what am I doing right now? I'm podcasting. I told you I'll do this. I'll do it in a little bit. Like, you know this. We do this every week. <laughs> <laughs> well, normally she's in bed. <laughs> oh, true. True, true, true. Um, anyway, my, my oldest went with my parents. Actually, all the kids went with my parents earlier today for lunch because it's their last day before they all go back to school tomorrow. Um, and he rode with my dad and he was like, because he and I have been spending a lot of time in the car, getting used to driving the Suburban in traffic. And he's like, dad, I got to tell you the story. I was riding with my grandpa today and he, it was a red light and there were brake lights on all the cars in front. He was still accelerating because that's something that I have been on him about doing. Like, there's no reason to hurry up and get to a stopping point. Like, let's just coast up to it. Like, mm -hmm. no one's gonna be mad. And it made me laugh so hard because that is what my dad hammered into my head when I was that age. And here is my dad doing the thing in front of my teenager that he yelled at me about that I've been yelling yep. at him about it. It wrecked me for probably three or four minutes of just pure <laughs> laughter. And I was like, did you tell him about that? And he was like, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because he he's worried about the retribution when he finally drives with my dad. He doesn't want my dad to just wreck him on that. So luckily, dad doesn't listen to the podcast, so it won't be that big a deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, Complete all, derailment. Ultimately. <laughs> I can't imagine the concept of... Yeah, it's so far in the in in the uh, Ross. How old is your how old, kid? Kids? She is six and a half months. Yeah, he's behind you. Yes. So, Doug, six I'm going to give you the I'm going to give you the advice that I figured out because in this day and age, they don't look at what the driver's doing because they're always looking at something else—a tablet, a phone, a DVD player, right. something. You need to sit there with them before you even move the vehicle and talk through all the controls, talk through what everything does because they. When I was a kid, that's all we were able to do was watch what mom and dad were doing while you're driving or stare out the window. Do you wonder if 16 years from now, these discussions will be as relevant as we think they're like in, in, will our children be using vehicles that like, to the extent that we, that we think about it now are even going to allow them to make the kind of mistakes that we could have made when we were a kid. Yes. I think it depends a lot on where you are in the country. Yeah, it depends a lot on where you are in the country. But I'm also just curious about how far technology is going to advance in the next, you know, 15 years. Mm -hmm. There's a long way to go. The weather is going to be a factor. There's no question about that. But I there's do. like, yep. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Like if, like when I got my license, I bought a 10 year old car for six grand. And so you figure the cars our children will be driving, yours and mine, haven't been built yet. Uh, yeah, theoretically. I mean, unless they unless they're enthusiasts and they get something cool and yeah. old, just to get something cool and old. Fools but in that like case, probably not as worried about their like lack of attention or whatever. If they're like into mm -hmm. it, they're probably going to be fairly okay drivers. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think about this a lot. Like my new, I, I just got a new car. 
the new daily driver car and it like does all this steering and lane changing and all this stuff and like mm. it's only going to get better from here and it seems to be getting better very quickly as i'm sure you realize in driving all these press cars oh yeah two iterations of super cruise right are one to two is like right. not even in the same ballpark yeah totally that is that's an interesting thought um and i think one of the big takeaways is that we're so hyper focused on now and what we can do now, you know? And like, I, I watched a video on Reddit today where a Tesla running FSD went barreling into the back of a car in the snow because it didn't realize that there were flashing lights and it couldn't stop in the snow. Um, but FSD yeah, the prospect is, yeah. of like what FSD are is such obvious yeah that stuff is so bs but like <laughs> on the freeway now most of these systems and it's funny because tesla people think that autopilot is the only system that can do this but like pretty much every car now can steer accelerate brake and lane change with mm -hmm. almost no input <laughs> like really easily that's like become if your car doesn't have it it's like kind of unusual as a new car and if it doesn't today then in three years it will like they all mm -hmm. will. Yep. um and so, you know, you got to kind of wonder where else is this going to go in the next few years? I don't think that the concept of like self-driving is realistic in the next even 20 years, but I think some of the stuff that we are like nervous about, like low speed acts, stuff that I was nervous about and that I did when I was a kid, you got to wonder if like, is that going to be solved for to an extent in- Well, like my worst moment was looking to the side as I was approaching cars stopped and not realize it until it was too late. Same. Auto auto braking is mm -hmm. everywhere. Like the suburban does it. I hate it, but it does it. Um, I hate it because <laughs> I'm paying attention and I'm like, this car will move out of the way. I'm good suburban. And the suburban's like, no, 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 you have to stop. I'm like, okay, I like that you're doing that, but like, stop doing it for me. Do it for my kid. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But like, yeah, it is everywhere. And the, I agree. I had a similar incident when I was in college where I was looking to the side, not paying attention. Car stopped in front of me, swerved out of the way, ran over a curb, damaged the car. That problem is more or less going to be solved, especially. It's pretty much a, gone. Yeah. Um, and even if you, it's not auto braking, like the lights flash and the noise yeah. sounds like instantly look. Oh, yeah. 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 The suburban seats vibrate. Right. Oh, when man. any, when anything, it's the cross traffic at alert. It's the, you're too close while you're parking. Like, you and hilariously terrifying because all GM vehicles with that system do it is when you have like 9,000 pounds that you're pulling and it does the seat vibrating. You're like, Oh my God, I, this is, this is the, what is I'm dying in the killing back right everybody now. right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it is disconcerting at best. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, is it a, Toyota, who has the system where it basically was not going to allow the vehicle to run into anything. Um, we're not that far from that. Like, we're not that far from Yeah, that. and I think they called it the Guardian. Does that sound right? Guardian system? Guardian of the like? Galaxy, yes. You know, no. the problem that I have more and more that I realize is that these systems can't distinguish, like, foliage in a parking lot. So, like, I'll be backing yes. up and I'll be like, <laughs> stop stop you're about to right. it's like that's a plant and i'm all set i'm gonna be just fine i'm gonna continue cruising forward actually mm. like they can probably solve that too that if they can if they can make the card lane change and steer on the freeway they can probably figure that one out so well, that, dare I that was what... ross's complaint about the was it the nissan pathfinder and the frontier like it didn't it didn't understand that you were towing and so oh, it kept no, being it was, like, oh, no, you're going to hit something. Yeah. You're like, it's it was the, the fucking trailer. The trailer that I attached to my vehicle three hours <laughs> Dude, ago. I the, know it's there. I The first Pathfinder 
that I tested. I had a, I would back up about three feet and it would auto break. And then I'd back up about three feet and it would auto break. It was just a horrible time. There's a very, very funny video of it floating around that I am not allowed to post on any, any sites, but there are curse words flying all over the place. <laughs> Feels but, like for journalistic integrity, you should be allowed to post that. Just a lot of bleeps. Um, <laughs> I'm going to let that video die in the abyss. Okay. Google so, knows where it is. Uh, Doug, dare I ask what the most modern card you've added to your collection is? Yeah, I just bought a, uh, a a used but new but used new to me 2022 Mercedes Benz E450 All Terrain. You know about this car? Ooh, yeah, it's the what? Uh, it's the E class. All right, lifted, so the E class, station E-class wagon. wagon. Yeah, that's not. And they thought Ooh. they decided, hey, here's what we can do: if we lift it and put some plastic cladding on it, we will convince people that it's an SUV mm-hmm. and they will buy it. Like it the outback. The- Audi all-road effect, which Volvo tried to apply to the V60 and the V90, which they have since gotten rid of because they didn't sell. The Outback (laughs) did did it, and it succeeded great. And then Volvo and Audi and now Mercedes were all like, shit, that's working for them. Let's pursue this. And of course, it hasn't worked for any of them because it's, it's it's just not the same type of person and all that. But I bought one and, and I spent a lot of time thinking about it. I've had a bunch of fast station wagons and they sell an AMG wagon still. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, that's, I, I've become a boring person in my, as my age has increased apparently. Oh, I don't I mean, think that's boring. I think you went with a fun Ben's hey, wagon. Also, Derek Powell is one of our best friends on the show and, and he's got, you know, lifted wagons that he yeah. lives and swears by. So. It's not I think, crazy. I, I, um, I wish I could have gotten one without the lift, but they don't sell it that way. And I, frankly, I don't really mm-hmm. care one way or another, but I like the fact that it, it still has a third row, rear-facing third row. It's like the last car that has Does that. it really? Wait, yeah. Wait, so didn't the, the model... The Tesla S, offered it. X. Yeah. Model, Tesla y? offered it. They yeah, might probably. still. I don't know if they still do, but they, they might. It was the S that offered it. Maybe the X also. I think it was yeah. the S because it was like the glass came down. It was right in the hatch. Here. Yeah, it was so weird. silly. Um, but the e-wagon comes standard with it. And so they all have it. Um, so that's helpful. It's it's more helpful than you'd think because it's a third row that you don't have to work to get into, right? Because Mm -hmm. in a minivan or an SUV, you've got to walk around a car seat or like move a seat forward or backward or whatever. But in that car, you can just hop right in. Hmm. Um, it's got its own door. So there's, that's kind of, it's, it's only big enough for kids, but it's still, that's something appealing to that. Does it, the third row have a latch system in it or is it just purely? That's a good question. A good question. I, I, I bet it doesn't. Probably, probably not. <laughs> there's I no conceivable that. way that that would fly. Yeah, I don't think but, so. But it's a no, but it's, the, uh, it's perfect for like, you know, kids who are like seven to 15 and adults who are like, just want to relive drunk. this portion of their childhood. <laughs> yeah, drunk. Drunk and want to go back in time. You'd be stunned how many adults are like, I want to ride back there. And I'm like, it is so tight. You do not. They're like, no, I have to. And Man, if I At least the roof line doesn't collapse down like yeah. a CLS. No, it doesn't. That's if you got like, a every single person would want to spend time in the back of it. So it, you know, it makes I got a buddy, Years ago, I reviewed one of those and he told me that the only way his insurer would insure it is if he signed like an affidavit promising never to let anybody ride in those back seats. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. Have seat belts. Oh God, he should spend one day in the UTV world and then he would have a lot of other stipulations on yeah. the signatures there but so, no, the, 
I'm pulling up the only famous Subaru Brat I know, which is Bucky Lassick's yes. restored Subaru Brat. Yep. He comes to our local cars and coffee occasionally, although I don't think... I've Does he really? That. Yeah, he drives some crazy modded WRX situation. I That mm-hmm. looks cool. That looks so cool. I would love to see that. Yeah. Look at the handholds. Like they're like right. ski pole. Right. They didn't have belts. They gave them handholds. <laughs> they were like, this'll do. This is lawyers and law was a different thing back then. Yep. Yep. But no, the, the lifted altering wagon things not. I mean, Johnny had a an A4 all road for a couple of years before the thing is the thing the real reason that real thing that pushed me into it in addition to the third row and the self-driving which i think mercedes self-driving is among the best but the thing that really pushed me into it is that i looked up the zero to 60 time i had an 07 e63 wagon which had that 6.2 liter nav8 that everybody loved that all the head bolts would go and they'd blow 6.2 not a 6.3 yeah they called it a 6.3 but it was a Mm 6.2 and i had one of those and it was 507 horsepower i got like 10 miles per gallon it did zero to 60 in four and a half seconds and this car that i just got has a turbo hybrid six cylinder and it does zero to 60 in four and a half seconds and i'm oh like my God, really all the money for the amg <laughs> it still feels really fast to me i have um, no idea it was that fast isn't that crazy it's like four yeah. seven i mean okay. in fours and it's like damn on the topic of unnecessarily stupid fast mercedes can we talk about the, the four by four squared yeah. <laughs> yeah have you driven it yet no no i i had a g63 for a week and a half last fall and I hooked the trailer up to it and it was a great time when the trailer wasn't hooked up to it. Um, yeah. But I cannot imagine what it's like if you go, you know? You know, I have, to say, have you ever driven the old one? Mm-hmm. I've never even seen the old one. The new one is is cool as hell, but it's not as cool as the old one. So the, the, what happened with the old one was the old one was like hardcore lifted. Like it was lifted like a dude in Alabama would lift his his third owner 1500 Sierra. Truck so night in America kind of deal? Pretty much. I mean, it was <laughs> like that, right? The old one was nuts. The new one is lifted nowhere near as much and it's not as wide and it's not as crazy. And and mm-hmm. but But what happened was the old one was only offered as a regular G550. So the new one is a G63, but I think they went crazier on the powertrain and less crazy on like the lift and the capabilities. Mm-hmm. And right. so, is, it, is this one portals or is it? It's still portals, it's but still it, portals. It, okay. it, you park them next to each other and like the old one towers over the new one. The <laughs> old one is just stupid. And I think Mercedes must've gotten feedback. Like, look, we can't get this in any parking garages in any house garage. Like it's just right. not. Hi. Uh, yeah. Parking it up front in the valet at the restaurant is, is not going to fly. No. Yeah. It's not realistic and it's not a situation. And so I think what they did was they made the new one faster, but like less insane. And so mm. it's still really capable. Like it still has something like 14 inches of ground for some ridiculous amount, it's, which is crazy. That crazy. Is just yeah. Unbelievable. But the like, old one was like the craziest thing in the whole history of time. You were like eye level with UPS drivers. <laughs> it was so silly. So 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 silly. All right, I think I got the old one. Look at that. I mean, that's just the stupidest thing you'll ever see in your entire life. Now, the cool, the, the crazy thing about the new one is the G wagon has been off the market for two model years, so they're just returning with the squared, and so the demand is like there's all this pent up demand, and so all the dealers that I, not that I'm looking for one, but I've happened to talk to a couple of Mercedes dealers and I've asked them about this. Um, they want two fifty over. 
So sticker prices are in the 600 to 650 range. Oh my God. Because that's a $350,000 base price. Wasn't the G550 laundry light or whatever it was, the the drop top four door one, like in that range? Those were a million. Those were mil? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, if you're going to spend, what's the difference between 650 and a mil if you're spending (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, really. but yeah, 650 is steep. Like it's a, it's a cool truck. I think it'd be a cool truck at 250. Mercedes wants 350. 650 That's, is a lot, but there's a lot of penalty wagon demand because there, it hasn't been on the market for so long. 650 is a huge, huge, huge. I mean, number. think of what you could buy for 60. You could buy like real cars for 650. <laughs> <laughs> you could buy a house. Cool, yeah. But- yeah, yeah, like a big, big house Dude. here. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Like this is not a feasible, but- so they'll come, I mean, dealers won't get that, but I bet they'll get a hundred over. And that's still 450, which is like, you could buy like a really nice Mercy Lago. <laughs> like, I'm buy sorry, this is cool. But four like it, and a half V8 110s. Yeah, right. So, and lift it. Like you could buy a V8 110 and go crazy lifting it and probably turn even more heads for like a third of the money. So that's, that's the problem. And, and you'd have 50 grand for uh, spare CVs. After <laughs> in the front diff. yeah. <laughs> the other thing about that four by four squared that's interesting. I take my Ford GT to a shop that made like it's a speed shop, but they specialize in like AMG cars. And I was in there the other day, and they had an original four by four squared in that had the fender. They have these big fenders, and they're carbon fiber, which is the which is not what you want your fender to be because no, you're in an off road vehicle, and yeah. it was damaged on this one that was in there and i was like what does this cost and so when i went to they're like well look and when i went to pick the 4gt up they told me they looked it up and the new fender is eleven thousand dollars per fender so it's 40 11 grand a corner if you crack one of those during off-roading which is what the vehicle was created to do <laughs> i think i've owned 11 vehicles that would total eleven thousand dollars <laughs> right i've bought working automobiles for the price of that seriously individual like, front fender that is so ass backwards that's like see like that i did a car for fuel economy you know i like, did a quick image search trying to find some and i've got shopping uh right. things yeah. instead can i tell you how many fake kits there are for carbon fender flares for five grand that people are going to throw five grand Dude. at all day long because it's I mean, not 11 <laughs> but the thing, it's, it's probably if it's 11 grand for a fender it's probably paying the company that molds them to make one for you yeah you know? you're on that level or they're just the it's so rare that like the in order to, for them to justify that production run they wanted to charge that and so that's what it's going to be that's so but, silly dude it's yeah. there's there's stuff on here for like seven grand what website are you on just Google, just Google shopping. Like I, when I, I wanted to find some fenders, <laughs> the wagon fenders. Yeah, seriously. Uh, Thirty two hundred. Buy it now. No, if you have a vehicle like that, you're not going shopping on Google. At least I some of those guys are. Oh, yeah, or they will be. I don't know yet, but they will be. Or they will exactly. be. Or they will be. Yeah, Doug, do you still have the uh, the G cab? Yeah, and it's still my favorite car. I love it. Exactly. I drive all the time um i drive it more than any other car the values on those have gone way way up and so it's yep. kind of it's kind of scary to drive it like my friends won't touch that car because they're all <laughs> afraid of damaging it mm-hmm. um but i love that car it is peculiar 
It is the which, ugly. Yeah. This is kind of your thing. I it mean, makes I a Defender 130 look like an attractive vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Would it be less weird looking if it didn't have a spare tire bolted on the back? Um, people have taken those off and no, there's no way to make it less weird looking. It's a terribly designed car. It would look but, more like 90s Hot Wheels without the spare, just like lurking, you know? Right, it is weird. And then there's that third brake light that like peaks up. It's a horrible looking car, but I just love it. It's it's like the most versatile car I've ever owned. It's like a big V8, so it can keep, like it's relatively fast. Um, it's really smooth and mm. it's, pop, it's a power top convertible. So like it's a, put the top down at any time it can go off road we take it off road all the time it's like there's nothing it can't do it's like the perfect and it's like big as five seat belts it's you know you put mm-hmm. the top up you can turn on heated seats and heat and it's like nice in there as opposed to the old defender which is just trash how many multitudes better is it than the old defender because if oh, you had man. a totally uneducated person walk up to the two of them next to each other they'd go okay v8 roof comes off right uh big boxy and and you know off roady the 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 g-wagon is the ugliest car but the old defender is the most overpriced because those old defenders are selling for 80 grand the ones like the one i have Mm -hmm. and there is no part of that car that's an eighty thousand dollar driving experience yeah with the exception (laughs) of it's cool and you're flexing on you know people in jeeps that's like it that's all you've paid yeah. 80 grand to like to like big dick people and right look there you go yeah, yeah that's, <laughs> and it that is, is true that's what it is. it's cool it is cool like there's no question about it but like you mean you get wet driving that car even if you bought the hard top like it doesn't <laughs> that's a it's, terrible car it's different means to the same end as like a, a jl rubicon even though a jail rubicon's probably better to drive am i oh, incorrect yeah, yeah? Is oh, it? oh god yeah and the JL Rubicon is not exactly like an amazing car to drive. Those old defenders are just trash. They're not, they're not usable cars. In fact, I've moved mine permanently to the East Coast. It's not like a it's not a car to realistically operate day to day. Just not. <laughs> so interesting because there are people in the UK and whatnot that swear by them. You know, they're, I think the only people who are still running those cars like day to day are doing so in like a farm property or like some sort of situation like that, or it's a newer one. I mean, mine's 27 years old too. That's another component mm-hmm. of it, right? Like it's 180 horsepower. I used to drive it from Philly to Nantucket, like frequently, that's like six and a half hours. I can't imagine doing that now. Did God. you go, was, did you take 95 through Connecticut or the Merit through Connecticut? Because Dep- I, whatever Google told me then, but oh, I think boy. the Merit, <laughs> I always try to take the merit because it's like beautiful. It is so very, very pretty, um, depending on the time of year. 95, I think, is usually like the quicker route. Um, it is the clusterfuck of all clusterfucks. Connecticut <laughs> is my least favorite state to drive through, actually. Of, of all, all of them? Oh, yeah. man. I am... And I've driven in now 49 states, and Connecticut is my least favorite state. What's, what's the lurking single that you haven't? Uh, Alaska. I've never been to Alaska. Oh, I thought it was going to be yeah. some random like Arkansas. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Iowa. yeah. Alaska is supposed to be unbelievable if you go to the right places i'm sure it is i'm sure i'll get there someday it's also the- you got to take the g-cab up to alaska that'd be amazing oh you know, man our alaska great. is so i drive every year from san diego to cape cod and the distance from seattle to anchorage so keep in mind seattle's the most northwest point in america basically mm-hmm. and that's anchor is like the same that's <laughs> yeah. great. really oh my God. really far Jesus. Yeah. we we the scale, like we never do it justice on maps. The scale of Alaska is massive. Oh, yeah, it's, like, insane. Um, it's insane. It's insane. That's crazy. So, at, 
Speaking of the cross country drives and out of curiosity, how'd you get hooked up with the, uh, the guys that are in my backyard at a cultivated collector? You know, I became friends with, do you know, Rami at inbound motorsports? He's I in don't. New Jersey. So he does like really weird imported cars. And he's sold a few cars on cars and bids, like weird, like vans with gullwing doors. We're at that, like, and not modded, like they're weird Japanese cars that we all have never heard of, but they, you know, he finds this kind of, so he, mm-hmm. he helped me bring in my RS2. And then he's buddies with um, Matthew who runs the cultivated yeah, collector. Yeah. And um, and so he like, I, yeah, I like hooked up with him and, and we have very similar uh, tastes and personalities when it comes to exotic okay. and so i shot that xjr 15 at his place like 10 months ago basically yeah it's a it's a very weird eclectic little shop that you would never ever know it's there if you didn't look for it right you now it is very weird and eclectic he, he he and i like really have very similar car tastes right now he's got i was just talking to him today he's got um like Carrera GT and Fiat Panda. <laughs> oh, that tracks. I yeah. am here for that. Like that yep. is that is what I'm looking for. Yep. Is um, the Panda at least a four by four? Yeah, he's got two four by four pandas. That's awesome. Nice. <laughs> That's, That's the so world beautiful. I want to live in. You know, <laughs> man, we you want to go really eclectic? I think we are still collectively throwing around the idea of a Hooniverse Lada Neva project car. Oh that is. The traveling pants of the uh, of the project car world. Do you feel as though the concept of a Soviet car or a Russian car is become a little taboo in the last year? You know, the talks about this has died off since. Yeah. Like last January, interestingly. Right. Right. Um, yeah. Interestingly, indeed. Like I feel like it's just not as funny as it was. There was a guy two summers ago who was driving like a one of those UAZ trucks around Nantucket for the summer, uh-huh. and it was funny two summers ago. And I don't, he wasn't back this summer, and I don't really <laughs> think it's quite as like I don't really. Yeah. Know well, <laughs> I mean, Jan- last January sixth, he was. We probably know where he was, but we're going to leave that subject for another time. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think a Neva would be cool, but I don't necessarily want to go down the road of explaining to people, yeah, it's this Russian card. So no, it's funny. No. Cool. I feel like okay. if you're gonna do that right now, like go with a Ural motorcycle, like right. the sidecar, like just that'll be a little more under the radar. Right. Like, right, right. The Neva. So, yeah, but cool and nobody ever brings them over and they should because they're such trash cars and like everybody should be involved in a meme car i think in fact <laughs> currently speaking of meme cars i am bidding on a smart crossblade that is on cars and bids which i highly recommend i hope to win it by the time this goes up i hopefully will have won it but the smart crossblade is the memeiest of all meme cars and i've always wanted one and i'm i would be thrilled to have this opportunity do you know this vehicle I, I know I, of it, and I can only hope that you take the engine out and put a Busa engine in it. No, you can't have more power to a car than have a windshield. It's already got so much power. You got to drive it with a helmet. You have to wear a helmet anyways. Why does it matter how fast you're going? <laughs> that is the worst <laughs> oh that ever existed, and I want it so desperately. Imagine so, pulling up in that thing with those doors. No. Doors. <laughs> this is the doors. biggest air quote of all times. Yeah, yeah not even doors. I don't even know why they bothered, but they did. So, so they did. They put it in just so you could flex. You have scissor doors like a Lambo, but they're not actually doors because you can like fall out of them. <laughs> How many of these things did they make? They they claim they made two thousand, which I find to be dubious. Yeah. because oh, I can't imagine more than twenty or thirty people. 
<laughs> what? Did they make 2000 actually or just so they could claim it to like the government and have they it are a- individually numbered and so in theory they did make 2000 right like there's a dash plan but i mean that's got to be one of the in the running for one of the worst cars ever made how much does that weigh that's a great question i bet it's lightweight as hell like 1600 pounds or something it's got to be really light. Is it? Is, like, it, is a three-speed auto? Is it the same? It's that horrible sequential manual that all of the oh. original smart cars have. This, good job, Cars and Bids uh, specialist. Uh, Wayne ended a little over 1,600 pounds. 1,600 pounds? This is the absolute... <laughs> this car is gonna is great. It is, this is a sports car in the making. Uh, okay. The one lurking question that I will have for you on this is, where in the hell are you going to get this thing serviced? Well, okay. There's a bunch of issues. Transport is one. You, you've got to call and be like, listen, you've got to pick it up on a sunny day. <laughs> it's got to be enclosed. Yeah. <laughs> Flip it upside down and put it on the truck and put a tarp over it. No, you know what? Actually, go into the photos because there is, apparently these were sold with um, covers for just the, <laughs> just the steering wheel. So the entire interior you can hose out. Go to scroll down. Uh, they were... The entire oh my gosh! Out except okay. for <clears throat> yes, because it's the only thing with consequential electronics. Right, exactly. So they apparently these instead of giving you a car cover, which would have been the right thing to do, they sold them with a cover for this and a couple photos over. They have a cover for the center console. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's, like, it's like what you put on a barbecue grill, right? Like. So this was the BMW Z1 that they didn't engineer from scratch. The BMW Z1 that they didn't what? What's engineer that? from scratch. They took the Legos they had and, and built the closest they thing they thinking, could make. They were thinking, how can we, using what we have and knowing that we have a, a small budget, how can we make something interesting? And the answer was, let's take off a lot of stuff and charge people a lot more for it. Yeah. Dude, there's the, there's the plaque, the crossblade. Yeah. Individual Let me tell you something. The F50 is not individually numbered, but the crossblade. The plaque on this just says, why? <laughs> the seller just posted right before I got on the podcast that I saw the seller posted that he's got like a framed painting of the car. What? And I'm thinking to myself, who the hell? <laughs> <laughs> like I purely. Oh my gosh. I found that too. Can you drive this thing cross country? If oh God no, God no! Look at this. Please, who created please. this? Why did someone think to themselves? And I don't want to like insult the seller and be like, "Why? <laughs> who made like this? Is the stupidest car ever made? Why would you memorialize? So, it? Just to have him put it in the cabin when he ships. Oh wait, never mind. That'll ruin <laughs> yeah. it. He's gonna have no, to mail no. this to me separately. What's gonna happen is I'm gonna buy the car and he's gonna say, "All right, what? Where do I send the painting?" I'm like, "You know what? Why don't you go ahead and hang on to that? I think yeah. I'm." That, that could be its own individual auction. Yeah. You know what? You um, you do what you want with that. I mean, like, I know if you've owned some eclectic cars, and, and I owned a Viacross, and I never in a million years would have imagined getting a, a, a painted picture of the Viacross, you know? That when is just... Were, when you were driving your Viacross, did you ever think to yourself, I wish this had no windshield, no roof, no doors, no glass of any kind. Did that ever? Yes, because the air conditioning didn't work and the driver window didn't go down. So well, there you go. It's, <laughs> one could make the argument it's better to have no glass than be in a car that is fixed glass yes. with no working climate control. 
but no, never did I wish. I wish I was in a smart crossblade. Dude, Look the accessories this. on these things are amazing. Look at that it's ridiculous, perfect impact. picnic accessory. This might honestly be the worst car that I've ever encountered, and thus so, I want it. Like what? What do you do with it? Do you, you like do what you, I'm going to do with it is I'm going to send it to Nantucket and drive it for a summer and make videos with it, a couple of videos, and then okay. and flex on people at the market with the doors going up. And then I'm going to sell it again on the site, presumably at a loss, because by then I think my videos will have documented the fact that no one should own this car. <laughs> <laughs> this is masochism 101. My God. My wife is like, you're not really going to buy this. The last one we had, I actually don't know if I'll end up with it. The last one we had sold for $55,000. There's more than one on here? We sold, this is the third one we've sold. The first one we sold with no title, I swear to God. And it sold for $36,000. Yes, it did. Which yes, I should have bought. I should have bought the no title one because, so this one's already at thirty-six. dollars $55,000. Think about that. I want to buy this car as a meme, but whoever bought the one for fifty-five paid, like that's four was, series money. Was it the Peterson? Did they buy it? <laughs> Peterson sold the first one that we had. They were the oh, really? <laughs> yeah. That's really funny. <laughs> I was gonna. I'm trying to see if like the oh, the no. uh, wait, the Chris, can you is a lower number? Wait, can you click the picture of them of up a little to the left of them driving? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! He's like on the freeway. Steer what is this guy doing? Get off the highway. Where, where steering wheel cover still oh, on? <laughs> The airbag's gonna hit that and then smash into his. Face. <laughs> you didn't realize they're supposed to take that off. That one was in Connecticut, actually. It was in Norwalk. yeah. I say that was in Norwalk. It was in Norwalk. The fire of that was in Florida, which I think is where they all should be. Like when you really think about it, it's warm and the people are crazy. And I think that that's what needs to be involved in that car, or you know, San Diego. Yeah, I'm I was not saying say warm where it doesn't rain. Like right, you really need it to not ah. rain a lot. Pompano Beach, that tracks it tracks right. uh-huh this was in norwalk that's so funny with like connecticut plates like the but it only has these all have no miles because people buy them people buy them and they're like well 3500 kilometers people buy them and they're like oh this seems cool and then they drive it like four times and they're like huh i spent fifty five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that is of all the cars that I have seen in Norwalk, this is not one of them that I would miss. <laughs> Look how big that pedal box is. Right. And it's noticed there's no carpeting. I mean, they knew what was going to happen. It's the Lotus Elise of smart cars. Heck yeah. This is a well, deep car. Look at that. The one you're bidding on had had like quilted floor mats. Yeah, that, that was a mistake. I'm going to pull those out. I'll sell those. I, I'll send them to you guys individually. As a the funny thing, <laughs> also about, as wall decor. Yeah. The funny thing also about the one that I'm bidding on. The seller reached out and he was like, "Listen," he said, "At some point, the Carfax was mistakenly someone wrote 140,000 miles instead of 1,400 miles." It's and true. and I said, he said, and I don't really want to run the auction because I'm worried someone will think it has high miles. And I'm like, trust me, there is no one on the planet who believes that someone drove this car 140,000 miles. It's not going to be an issue that you're going to face during this auction. Sir. Yeah. Oh. This isn't the million mile tundra. Don't worry. <laughs> no, no, so, quite the oh my God. That is, yeah, that is something, man. Ross, 
walked us right into talking about car valuations. <laughs> yes, there we go. So how, we can, how do you feel the market's doing, Doug? <laughs> can we can we base the entire market projections on on smart crossblades? <laughs> Because those are only sold to the kind of stupid people who aren't affected. Yeah, by them. just just um, yeah. the market is slow. What do you guys think? I mean, I it's interesting. Like some cars are better than others. Some cars have not slowed, um, which has surprised me because I thought by now everything would have slowed. Like a year ago, you could already tell things were starting to turn. Um, I kind of think November December of twenty one was sort of the peak, mm-hmm. and things have kind of slowed. But like some cars are still doing well. Most cars are not. Teslas are doing worse than I've ever seen any Tesla. Yeah, awful yeah. time to sell a Tesla. Not good. It's not good. We um, just had, if you put in Tesla in that search bar, we we just no-sailed a Model 3 of some variety for 30 or something. And I'm now hitting Model uh, 3s in the 20s. And honestly, yeah, that one that there's an 18. Go back. Go back. There's a, this is a performance for 36, by the way, but that hmm. long range there bid to 31,750. And I guess we sold it after. But um, I'm now hitting higher mileage Model 3s in the 20s. And what? Honestly, that is a huge number, drop off. At that number, it starts to become, I'm not a Tesla like enthusiast, but you start to think about like an appliance for commuting and you're like, if I yeah. just want to think of it 20 right. to 25 and they're and not off that. If you're buying it secondhand, then the only real Elon support you're showing is using superchargers. Yeah. So. Well, I, and if you have the ability to home charge, I mean- Right. There you go. It's I have never seen a car drop in value as fast as Tesla's over the last 90 days. It's like wild. Wow. <laughs> the the best uh logic thing I saw to it was like uh it was it was somebody who I think was like a programmer or a coder. Uh and they were like, Well, they they said he knew a lot about rocket ships, but I didn't know anything about rocket ships, so I didn't really know. And they said he knew I a lot this. about cars, and I didn't yep. really, I know a lot about cars, so I knew. They said he knew a lot about code, and he's like, hold up, I know this stuff, and he is completely wrong, where all of those well, other two groups before had already figured it out. Yeah. If yeah, really, I mean, yeah, it's a, the whole thing is interesting. I think, I mean, he's obviously revealed himself to be insane, and not in a great, <laughs> like, even taking the politics out of it, like, the whole Twitter acquisition and all this has obviously gone in a different direction than I suspect he expected and the rest of the world expected. Mm-hmm. And, but I think also that the, the whole, the, it's interesting what's happened to Tesla's there's, there's certainly a component of people who don't want to be a part of Tesla because of Elon right now. But also I think that like Tesla buyers were sort of, are sort of uniquely affected by the raising rising interest rates. I think a lot of those people were, mortgage brokers and realtors. So they're individually affected. And I think also a lot of those people were like kind of new money, young money tech people who were borrowing to buy and now interest rates are 7% and a $100,000 Model X doesn't seem quite as appealing as it did Hmm. a year ago when maybe their job was a little bit more stable. Shortly post student loan kind of yeah. Wealthy. And I kind of wonder if like there's more to it than just like people hate Elon. I, I think like Tesla had has some sort of unique things that have kind of pushed it into this direction. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I just and I mean it also coincides with gas prices dropping over the last ninety days. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. Demand was even stronger when gas prices were crazy, and they've slowed. Mm-hmm. That's that slowed a little bit as well. Yep. Yep. It's kind of a perfect storm. That is it, that is interesting. But it yeah, jumped no. twenty cents on me the other day, and I was like, wait, hold up, how did that happen? Like, I was like mid mid twos, and all of a sudden it was like, hey, we're almost three, and I was like, what? 
Yes, filling up a suburban, right? And so, yeah. <laughs> all miles per gallon. The gas prices are an important factor. Yeah. yeah. Have well, you and minivan. Have you considered a Pacifica hybrid? Yes, he has. He has um, considered a lifted Sienna. Yep. I so every time I do the calculator on that, the cost to get into yeah. the Pacifica versus what you're actually saving in gas, you're yeah. financially upside down on that right. as well. So turns out the uh, the Sienna. Oh God, what's the all-wheel drive lifted? Uh, the timber. Woodland? It's not. Woodland? No, not timber. Wood, Wood, it's woodland. Yeah. Yeah. Turns out those are holding value very well. Yeah. Right. And weird. Big money. Yeah, they're big money to begin. With. Everybody wants a new Sienna because they're all hybrids. They're great cars. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. I, when I was in high school, I'll never forget my baseball coach got out of an expedition to get into a V8 Explorer, and I was oh. like, "Why did you do that?" And he said, "Oh, fuel economy." And I was like, huh. <laughs> "Transaction costs alone." Right. I'm yeah, gonna, coach. Your two mile per gallon benefit, I don't think, is really going to benefit the you know, tax what, that you paid on the difference. Right. More than you'll spend on the life, the right. delta on the life of the vehicle and fuel economy. Right. Yeah, it's kind of that's fascinating. But you know, um, vehicle prices have done a weird thing, and I'm sure uh, you keep on top of this more than Chris or I or anybody we know does. But the hottest of the hot, like the Rivians and you know, the Hummer EVs and, and new Tundras and Sequoias and whatnot have kind of cooled off a little bit. Yeah. But like the stuff that was really eclectic that people were going after has stayed the same, like um, triple locked 80 series Land Cruisers yep. hasn't yep. changed at all. Um, and then, you know, higher mileage stuff that people are just enthusiasts. Uh, like there was a, a hundred series with a bunch of miles on it that went for like 5,100 bucks the other yeah. day. Yeah, yeah, which which during the which in twenty one that would have been a ten thousand dollar car, and I think you sit on an interesting point, which is like the hot the stuff that is amazing. So like the triple locked eighties, the really special stuff has stayed desirable and valuable. Mm -hmm. But the stuff that was less special, but people were still overpaying for two years ago, they're not overpaying for it the, anymore. That goes double for cars like that yeah. that have fuel economy issues, where like people are worried about getting 12 miles per gallon in an economy where their job maybe isn't stable as it used mm -hmm. to be that sort of thing there there definitely is that apprehension about like a recession and job loss kind of thing too you know like people aren't as keen to get into you know like a 6-2 tahoe yeah <laughs> you know or, or no i was kind of hoping that the really good stuff would really slow down but what's happened is that like you said the good stuff hasn't gone up anymore it's just flat but right. it hasn't dropped and the bad stuff has dropped pretty quick or the stuff, not bad stuff, but sort of like the, not, not the like pristine 993 turbos, yeah, yeah. but the ratty hundred series are not 50. You can't just right. put one on what Craigslist or cars and biz or whatever, get a 15 for it. Those days are mm -hmm. over. Um, yeah. 350,000 mile eighties aren't going for, you know, 15, like they were They're down there. Was a time, there was a time, there was a time where we couldn't set a reserve high enough on an 80 series and miss it on is it. crazy. And and Chris is punching himself in the face because he got rid of his like right before all this shit went down. Really? And I didn't give it to Doug before yeah. I started writing yeah. even. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I did submit it. Big Land Cruiser place during that period. Like we became the hundred series place at that time, and eighties and two hundreds to an extent as well. But mm -hmm. it yeah. started off then. You guys and I hate mud. That's about it. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, people try to sell them on I Hate Mud at first. I think we give more exposure, obviously, which helps. Um, but regardless, like, there was a time. I mean, I was when I was looking for my 200, and I paid the peak of the market. I, I bought it in December of 21 at the absolute peak, but I needed to buy it then. I like had it doesn't matter, but I had like had no choice. Um, there were the guys who had heritage because I really wanted a heritage, right? Like I knew what was going to happen. It was yeah. going to go out of production. And in 20 years, those would still be getting crazy money because they were the last of the last. But the heritages, they were asking like 140. And I'm sitting here like a year ago, Land Cruisers were 20 grand off at Toyota dealers who were desperate to find anybody to take them. I just cannot justify spending like it's okay. crazy. And so I so, bought a huge high mileage. One of my biggest regrets in life is not buying a heritage for like 10 under sticker. Yeah, what? there was a time in 20, like when they oh, first God. came out. Although I suspect the heritage that becomes the most valuable will be the 2021 three-row heritage. That will be like the most desirable. I disagree. Heritage. I think it will be the two-row heritage. No, the two I, rows, they made yeah. a ton of. The three rows, three row was only in 21 and it was only a small portion of but it. And I that's the one people are going to want. I think for the person that really wants a Land Cruiser to use it the way that it should be used, the two row is going to be more desirable than three row. Maybe, but there's going to end up being way more two rows in the end. That's true. There, all of the 20s are two rows and like 70% of the 21s are two rows. I, I spent a week with a, a two row heritage in peak. It was like the... F- First week of April or the last week of March in 2020. And it was like the perfect getaway truck. It was, man, in hindsight, it was so good. And yeah. it's there's a guy on I Hate Mud who's asking 150 for one with six miles. What? You are out of your freaking mind. There, you know? I swear, though, there was a time when he could have gotten close to that. Like, I, oh, I, was, sure. I was looking. They were like 120 to 140 all day long. And you, that's mm-hmm. just what you paid if you wanted one. That's But funny. that's changed. That is how I ended up in a GX 460 in November <laughs> of 2021. Dude, these prices are nuts. It's, it's wild. But it's also like the super eclectic enthusiast car stuff has done the exact same. CTSV wagons with a six-speed have, there is flatline, and they will never come back down. That is it. I Ship got a buddy sale. who bought one of those seven years ago and he was like do you think this car will gain in value and i was like a six-year-old gm product i was like of course it won't gain in value." <laughs> i was like how like, I'm yeah. like that's the stupidest thing i've ever heard kind of mm. and now that car is probably worth a hundred <laughs> yeah i mean eight if not nine if it's clean and healthy you know yeah this car had like serious accident damage or like a salvage title or something and it still brought 53 crazy what's your yeah that's um, a that's a year ago What's your take on Chevy Avalanches? Um, I love the Chevy Avalanche, especially the heavy duty one. They oh, don't yeah. exist anymore. They're so hard to find. Um, but I love the Avalanche. I also love the Hummer EV, by the way, and the new Silverado EV. I'm like somewhat in the minority, I think, among car journalists, but I'm like obsessed with that. I'm curious what you think of the Hummer EV when you have it. I haven't gotten one for a week. I really want it. I love that truck. I am intending to take it up to one of the Massachusetts state parks and drive it through a snowy and rutted out trail that the uh, Jaguar F-Pace SVR may or may not have been at the tipping point on, on three wheels last year. <laughs> That's the perfect car for an off-road trail. My brother and I, my brother and I just went for it and, uh, and regretted it immediately, but it sounded good. So, Doug, I, I know three are within 
seven miles of me because there have been four on that lot since June. What Hummer EVs? Yeah. They're still there? Oh, yeah, there's three of them still there. This is a GM dealer? Uh, yeah, GM, GMC Buick. Riding the market down. He probably had them at 200 at first and then 275. Yep. I mean, if you look at, we've sold a zillion of these on cars and bids, and it's actually interesting to, to watch the curve because they're all equipped the same way. So, unlike mm -hmm. Rivian's, where like there's some variability, like look at this. The most recent sale is at 160, right? Hmm. If you scroll down to the first couple, they, people were spending two, there's one that sold for 260. So, that, that was an That's April. That's crazy. So, that dude paid to be nine months for earlier. He paid an extra hundred grand for the privilege of having that car for nine months. And what's the is is that double MSRP? Yeah, MSRP is such a nebulous concept with these because I'm sure that none ever, you know. No. I think MSRP was what like one fifty. I want to. No, say. it's it says edition one is one ten. One ten. Uh, I mean, it was, it was so underpriced. Yeah, there. Uh, but but that's like. That's the same thing they did with 2007 GTR. So it was 59,995 and then it yeah. was suddenly 65 and it was seven, yeah. you know. Soon but it is interesting. Like, so this car, so this dude paid the 260. And so for nine months, he got to enjoy being the coolest dude in the world, which he was. Like, you drive that around a year ago, it was like, holy crap. But like, that's an enormous amount of money to pay to be, like, you got to be so rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you just, know you're blowing the money. You know it's gone. It's not like yeah. you know, something where it might go so, up or you might retain it or something. I don't want to talk shit ahead of spending my week with this thing, but that picture of the of the cockpit, like the driver's vicinity, looks like the exact same materials as every other GM product. Look, it's not <laughs> the quality of the vehicle. The interior quality, that wasn't their, their top priority, all right? Right, right. But the thing that I think is cool about this, <clears throat> it's a, it can out-accelerate a supercar. It's a convertible. It can out-off-road yeah. just about anything. And I swear it's the smoothest pickup truck, the smoothest riding pickup truck I've ever driven. EV <laughs> trucks are all pretty smooth because they have so much weight low. And it kind of it kind of settles the natural problem with trucks, which is this like open bed and back that can kind of make them feel- the Bucking. Yeah, yeah, the front forward, yeah. And like, I just think that that Hummer EV is like super versatile. Most people hate them and think they're awful. But I'm not. I, I've seen it on a few people's worst vehicles we drove in 22 list. Car enthusiasts or car journalists dude, hate the Hummer EV. I don't know. As is, far as I'm concerned, a pickup truck you can take the roof off of that does zero to 60 in three seconds. Like right. it's, that alone is cool. It's <clears throat> There's like, also a lot of this holier than now, like it weighs 9,000 pounds and it's going to kill people. But like a Super Duty, a big Super Duty weighs probably seven and there's way more of those. Like if you look at it from like a market cap perspective, like <laughs> there's like hundreds of thousands of 7,000 pound Super Duties and there's like 2,000, 9,000 pound Hummer EVs and you're more likely to be killed by a guy in a Super Duty, I think. Dude, there's uh, just as many crossblades. <laughs> The Hummer and the Crossblades offset 2,000 each. We're good. If I won that billion-dollar lotto jackpot, I would have bought a Hummer EV and a Crossblade and just let's see what happens. They both just, have no roof. Or you put the Crossblade in the bed of the Hummer. Yeah, well, 100% it would fit. 100%. It definitely would. That is just... And it would accelerate just the same. Is, is part of the... the, uh, the critique on them is what was that report that came out it was like 80 dollars to fill it with electricity like 
I feel like that was like it's really heavy. It's just as expensive to fill with gas. Like, like we're we're talking about a vehicle that I just think one of the problems, the probably the, the biggest blind spot that most automotive journalists have is that like they have trouble separating like what they would want from like what like like what a person would want who's interested in this type of vehicle traditional consumer and us right like i would never buy a hummer ev because the optics of that are disastrous okay (laughs) like for the segment and for the person who wants it like i get it and i think a lot of car journalists who are, are like you can't drive this around this the person mm-hmm. this is for assholes and it's like probably true but like okay but assholes buy cars and let, we still have to provide an objective review yeah, so yeah I, it depends I, to fill up but like i assume the guy paying 100 260 for one nine months yeah. ago probably can spend 80 bucks to fill right. up this yeah it's just to, like filling a regular suburban right now to like your point yeah automotive journalists get hyper focused on how good a vehicle is and what they enjoy from it or what it does at their intended task and we all forget that cars and automotive manufacturers it's a business first and foremost they exist for no other reason than to sell cars yeah you know like whether it is in the form of a hummer or the new prius or tesla it doesn't matter to the people you know sitting in on the board like they just want to move units and yeah. make meet their numbers like it, it's such a disparity between like is this a responsible thing and is my bonus going to be yeah. <laughs> what i want it to be well, yeah know? for some of those journalists they never like was it the ford edge launch years ago like one of the few times i got invited out and they had like um the top tier, the the platinum edition door, like on a stand. And so some guys like, well, is that, is that standard? And they're like, no, it's the option for the platinum. And he's like, well, what, what's the base unit get? And literally 10 minutes before in the presentation, they said like, we're going to sell this to professional adults that have one or two kids and they're all going to be limiteds or platinums. Like mm-hmm. that's the rental, like the, the base door is going to the rental fleets, bud. Like mm-hmm. they don't think about, the buyer profile, like the things that the marketing departments have already thought through and all this other, like, yeah, I just, yeah, to, to a lazy to a disappointing extent. Sometimes I think that that's true. You know, you've got a lot of car journalists hate on stuff like Lexus RX and cars like that, that are just, but those it's CRV, CRV is bland. We all know mm-hmm. that, but like they sold a half million. Of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For a good price too. <laughs> right, yeah. 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 There, there's also TV enthusiasts. You know, right. like the what? amount of research I did for my TV was like, okay, it's in my price range. It's in right. the, it's the size, size range that I want <laughs> right. and it has a warranty purchase, right. you know? Right. So it's it's all relative. That's right. kind of part of the problem. I think that that's, that's sort of an issue. And I try when I review cars, especially cars like that, to be like, yeah, I'm never going to want a Ford Raptor with the number 37 on the back <laughs> signifying the size of the tire, which is like an embarrassment. Oh. especially and when you're like, gonna put 40s on it anyway. i was gonna say what happens when you put 39s like oh my. Or, the, or the fucking the ram rebel that had the nino terror grappler 
Right, right. On the yeah. seats. Like, like I wouldn't you I wouldn't buy that car. But yeah. I think a lot of the a lot of people wouldn't buy a smart crossplane. And that's their problem. Okay. Like that's their detriment. But I would hope mm-hmm. that they would at least be able to objectively be with like I can objectively say that that raptor is cool. And I hope that those people could objectively say with me that the smart crossblade is mm-hmm. the worst car ever made. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm, we may not have liked Avatar, but there were plenty of people that did. Right. And, and wanted were, to watch a second one for three plus yeah. hours. Uh-huh. And there were plenty of people that liked the Blair Witch Project, and I'm one of them. And those right. are the same right. people that liked the Crossblade. You know? Right. The Blair Witch Project, <laughs> they just ran around in the woods for an hour and a half and screamed. And that scared some people, and they were into that. Those and so the there's something for the shit out of me. <laughs> and the theater loved it, or the, the yeah, the production companies loved it because yeah. they spent $12 to make a movie that made millions right. of dollars. 20 uh, and they, they had a 1.2. Budget, they had a similar budget of the Hummer EV uh, interior. Um, <laughs> uh, so, all right. So what are you Doug said that. Do? Please don't take Ross's uh, loan away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm genuinely looking forward to it. Um, I intend on scaring everybody that sits in it, including mm, definitely not my daughter. Uh, we'll revisit Dude, that you- as we need to. You actually need to be careful about that. She's in a rear-facing seat still. No, like, I'm, I'm not going to. <laughs> she's that going the fine. wrong way when you accelerate. <laughs> the thrills I will get driving my daughter around it will be dropping her at daycare and taking yes. out two spots. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're going to have to park far away. I legitimately and actually think that the Hummer EV is the best electric truck on sale. But I wouldn't buy one. Like, I would get a Rivian. But if yeah. I had mm-hmm. infinite money and didn't care what people thought of me, I would get a Hummer EV. Noted. Dude. I am fully on board for an R1S. I just can't afford one yet. <laughs> it's crazy. And you know what? We sold one yesterday for the highest we've sold one yet. So it's they're, they're, they don't seem to be really coming down. We sold one yesterday for like 136 or Holy crap. So they had, we had sold the first one for like 130 and then it kind of came in like 121 teens range. And we thought that's where they were going to kind of settle. And so this one sold, now this was the first black one we had. And I think that that must've played a part because I suspect black mm-hmm. must've been delayed. And a lot of the early ones were some like weird green color that sort it's of- It's the launch green. edition green. Yeah, which not everybody liked, but 136. And I'm sitting here because I want this car too. And I'm like- Dude, it looks good. It looks so good. I saw my first one last week and it, it, I texted Chris immediately and was like, dude, it looks- Awesome. It they looks are great. the perfect size. Yeah. They're the perfect size. I I also for you. It also eliminates some of the problems that people have with cars like the suburban. Oh, it gets bad fuel economy because it's so big. Well, now you don't really have to make that trade off, and it out accelerates a Carrera GT, and it out off roads. <laughs> right. uh, like it, what does it not do? Like it's insane how good. Except for possibly remain in business, <laughs> we'll find yeah. out. Yeah, God, I hope so. I mean, hopefully the the Amazon contract actually fleshes itself out but i yeah. saw my first one of those in person the other day yeah the, the rivian cool. amazon truck yeah i reviewed one a couple of weeks ago i think it's cool as hell um it's really got some cool stuff to it was did the I, we know the review can't have how what's your like normal turnaround between filming and it depends person? on like the exact situation like if it's a car that we're putting on the site like the next week i can get it back in a few days mm-hmm. um but some some cars i sit on forever like if it's not a new car i just put up a renault clio video that like i had shot 18 months ago oh <laughs> my god <laughs> i don't know why i don't know what okay. happened well 
Did you have your thoughts about it changed since you filmed it? That's an interesting question. I've never thought about it. new cars. <laughs> I try to get up right away because they're re- relevant. Yeah. So like older yeah. stuff, if it, if we're not selling it on the site and it's not new, there's not really a big like need to put it up right away. So those cars kind of fall by the wayside and they're like more buffer for like, if I'm on vacation or something. Mm-hmm. It's always good to have a backlog. Yeah. What Dude, uh, Reno is awesome. <laughs> God, I love that car. Oh, it's so good. That was all like the power, all the weight is in the back. It's like dangerous as hell. It's a fun car. The fascination of so many of our childhood video games. Yeah. Yeah. So they're good. they're like almost legal too. I think they came out in 2000. This one was at the Lane Museum and they get some exemption. Check this out. The Lane Museum gets an exemption to the 25-year rule because they're like an ed- educational institution. What? So they can whatever they want, right? And I'm like, shit, I want to be an educational. Can they plate them as like show and display? They plate them it- in Tennessee. I think it's it's a show or display thing, but it's an exemption if, that that like allows educational institutions to take in cars that aren't because show or display only applies to like very special, very mm. limited production cars. But because they're that, so they have a Tennessee plate on all these cars, and I'm driving around like, you know, because they're in Nashville, and I'm driving around like, man, I want to. How can I be in education? <laughs> Doug, we can, can talk later. We can we can start a school board. or something. Like we can yeah, figure right. something out. Cool. Like. Like if John Oliver can start a church. Right, right. <laughs> like, how do we make this work? We can certainly come up with something. So what what uh what are you excited to drive this year? That's an interesting question. I just did Z06. What am I excited for this year? See, coming? I'm I'm hoping that the local fleet gets the Z06. Yeah. It was pretty cool. I, they only gave it to me for two days and it rained, which it never does here. Oh fun. Perfect. Um, perfect. Yeah, 700 horsepower sports car conditions. I'm trying to think, what am I really looking forward to in 23? A lot of good stuff came out last year, like the GR Corolla, which I was really looking forward to, the Z06, mm-hmm. the Rivian R1S, um, the new Lotuses. I'm excited Lotus. to, Lotus. yeah, the Amira. I'm excited to drive Silverado EV, which I think is going to be like great. Um, new Colorado and Canyon also actually look very excited good. for those. Yeah. Um, it's weird. It feels like there was a huge crescendo in 21 and 22. Right. GT4 right. is already out. Yeah. I guess GT3 RS, that Dakar lifted thing, I think will be cool, but it's so niche that like, I don't really, you know, it'll be fun to review, but. Unobtainium. Yeah. It's, Will you yeah. get a chance at the Ferrari SUV? Yeah, I guess sooner or later, but boy, that thing looks weird, doesn't it? Per- <laughs> yeah, it does. Well, I didn't even try to pronounce it. Prosong? I don't know. They got I, the name as wrong as they got last year's F1 season. So, <laughs> yeah, Ferrari is not the same brand they were. Ferrari, man, two thousand mid two thousands Ferrari. They were winning. They had Schumacher. They came out with like the. They were still making stick five nine nines. What a time! Yep. Yeah. It, this year, um, yeah, I feel like everybody's kind of in limbo, waiting for all the manufacturers to go. Here's our new hot electric thing for twenty four. Yeah. Now and it'll come out like. I guess if it launches next year, for 25, but. You know what I'm a little excited for? This is like relatively minor compared to a lot of stuff, but um, that the EV6 GT, the Kia EV6 GT, because mm-hmm. I like the EV6. I like how it looks and I like how it drives, but it's like kind of low on power. But they're apparently going to do one with like 550 horsepower or some insane, <laughs> ridiculous. Okay. So my weird automotive take on that is all of the press pictures of the EV6 GT are of it sideways, right? And I don't know like if you guys sliding, sliding, yeah, yeah, yeah. like drifting <laughs> or you know some. Okay, well they're 
that's not an American final nope. one that I'm talking about. <laughs> but but no, the EV6 GT is supposed to be like the super hot, you know, like performance version. And I remember, and and you know, EVs now are like luxury, they're luxury cars, they're quiet, they're calm, they're serene, they go good places, you know, like it, it does all the things that you want a luxury car to do. And I remember in like 2008 when Lexus released, or maybe it was 2007, that generation of LS of pictures of it sliding around the Nürburgring. And that was immediately what I thought. I was like, so they're taking the quietest, (laughs) most comfortable, best riding thing, and they're making it like a fuck all, enjoy yourself kind of thing. And that is awesome. Like that is all I wanted to do. And I think they have to prove to people, hey, this is more exciting than the prior one. So the best way to illustrate that in a photo Yes, <laughs> but but all the outlets that have touched them too have been like, oh yeah, you just plant your foot and it's you know ass out. Interesting. Um, and I had, a, I had a Stinger GT and I loved it, and I always felt you know it should have been a crossover would have been cool because that's what everybody wants now. And I feel like this is that, and if you can slide it, all the better. Yeah, man, I'm so lukewarm on the Stinger GT. I wanted to love it so much. Like my brother, like I loved, I loved mine. I still think about it. I still kind of wish that I had never gotten rid of it. When do we get the EV9? Is that this year? Is that even official yet? Yeah, yeah. I think it's. I don't know that they've shown pictures, but I think it's like been. It's gonna like some big blocky thing, I guess. Why do you? Why do you need an EV9? You can go down and get a Vinfast. Eight tomorrow. Uh, Hard pass. <laughs> Sorry for shouting. <laughs> They're here. You know, by the way, speaking of Infast, I got an email the other day from BYD. Are you aware of this company? The Chinese company? They're Chinese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so they send me a note and they say, hey, we want you to test drive our cars. I was like, all right. Like, I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm interested, especially if you'll send one to my house. And so they like, after some back and forth, they were like, you want to drive the BYD blah, 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 our flagship SUV or the BYD blah, 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 our bits. And I have no idea because I don't know anything about these cars. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take one of those. And so apparently they're going to send me one next week or the week after, which I'm I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, like, where is this even going to be plated? Like, is this? Yes, that, those are the names, the Han, the Tang. And I'm like, I'm like, this doesn't seem like, obviously, I'm going to say what is needs to be said about the car. I suspect it won't be competitive, but we'll see. But like, I don't know how the Chinese company is going to feel about me saying, like, if I have to get negative right. about it. Right. But at the same time, I don't even care because it's just what is these people like you're not gonna what? care until they hack everything. <laughs> oh. Oh. But I'm like, okay, like let's see what happens. Apparently, there there there's like an office in LA. I guess they're gonna try to infiltrate the US market. And so, like, we'll see how that shakes hmm. down. Interesting. What was the electric small electric sedan from like 12 years? Coda? Oda, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Reminiscent of that, we're like, here's our launch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was like. There's a guy on YouTube named his channel is called Aging Wheels, and he has a Coda and like is trying to keep it running against all odds. Oh, and it's quite an quite an entertaining thing if you're into like weird, terrible cars. I, I, I mean that <laughs> man, my weird, terrible electric cars makes me want to get like a Tahoe hybrid. 
or Yukon hybrid and just like document everything that fails. Those were weird, terrible cars. They were horrible. <laughs> Let's add 1,200 pounds to something that already weighs a lot. Great idea. Eight, 18 hybrid badges. And... It was uh, the, the, the windshield one. The tri- yeah, it was uh, catastrophic. But you'd get less looks than you got in a smart crossblade. So. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I would no. love to get a crossblade and do like suspension, wheels, tires, and autocross it. Theoretically, the CO2 is pretty low, you know? There are a lot of uh, lifted smart 4.2s I've seen as well. Yeah, yes. we sold a lifted 4.2, and it was really cool looking. Um, that crossblade will probably end up with Ivanhoe, by the way, so maybe you can go check it. I don't, I'm, I don't want to be a part of it until I'm ready for it. Um, Cause I'm going to send it to Nantucket for the summer. So it's not going to come to California. So I'm going to send it from Florida to him and he's going to store it for me. So you can pop up there and check it out. Okay, that, I, <laughs> I, I am, Bring I a helmet. nine minutes from his door. So if it ends up there, let me know. And uh, if it ends up in Nantucket, let me know. I'll make a trip. It's awesome. Terrible. Uh, well, that, trust me, I drove the Peterson museums and I'll tell you, it is not worth it. It is not worth the trip anymore. Maybe the nine minutes, but that's the furthest I'd want to go for one. Oh, that's so bad. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll, Buy another cheap via cross, and we can have the, the world's worst Nantucket adventure. The cars, dude. If you're in the market for via cross, there's one near me. It was not expensive. Uh, text me. I haven't <laughs> made right. a terrible automotive decision. You know what I accepted time. on the site? Um, like last week, I reviewed the the last via cross they ever made. That like it was the like Iron Man, white. the perfect Iron Man one. Yeah, and it's there's like a letter from Izuzu that it's the last one and all that. And that guy submitted it to Cars and Bids and we took it. I don't know where he is. He might end up, for all I know, he might end up selling it on Craigslist, you know, or what or keeping it or whatever. But um, but I accepted it the other day. And really? there, I, I didn't even look at his reserve. I was like, yes, this is the yeah. one. <laughs> I'm super curious. What, what was the, the total number was like 4183 or something globally? It was really low. I mean, that's the yeah. same number of four GTs they made. Like it's a real special car. Like crazy. It's a, Man. Yeah. I, I there's no other vehicle in my history that I that I hated that much that I would love to own again. Like yeah. it's so such a stupid. they were cool. They still are. You see them in California here and there. Um, they're cool. I'm one of my one of my kids' daycare teachers drove a Via Cross for years, and I was, every time I would drop off, I'd be like, "Why is that in the parking lot?" I mean, <laughs> it, it, it's awesome, but like coolest daycare why? teacher ever. One of my kids. Yeah, I, I could see a Midwestern teacher driving that. Like, I'm trying to inject <laughs> a little fun into my life, but God, you know, yeah. this is this is what I've got. You know, <laughs> have you guys had an X90 yet? Yeah, we've had a couple X90s. The problem with X90s is they're all rough as hell. Yeah, and so like. And they were, they're just so cheap. One of the Rust. things we found is that like really cheap cars, they just don't have a good like sale. Like we can sell them, but then the question of whether the people follow through is so low, mm-hmm. like a $3,000 car, you just have no buy-in. And so follow through isn't like they place bids and then just aren't good for the money. Like bid and because, because like we'll, we'll charge their credit card, but it's, it's the minimum, which is 225 bucks. And so a lot of times people are just like, yeah, I didn't actually want it. Screw it. And then they just like bail and it's not worth pursuing them because it's only $225. And so like cheap, it, I would run another X90, but <clears throat> I would run another X90, but it would have to be like a nice one. And there are just no nice ones left. They're yeah. Just, they don't exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was like yes. the nicest one in the world, and even it only brought five. Repainted, very repainted. Repainted. It was a stick. I think this was a two-wheel drive. Maybe they all were. Hmm. 
Um, but yeah, it's just, it's just desirable. Before we go, and we're, we're, we're coming up on two hours, which is, which is a good show. Uh, <laughs> aside from the crop, what have you bid it on, on your own um, side other than that? I've started to get into, oh boy. That's a good question. I can, I only allow myself to bid on no reserve stuff, which kind of limits it. But sometimes I'll like do a backroom deal with the seller and be like, Hey, listen, I kind of want this. If you'll run it, no reserve, I'll give you a guarantee. Um, but often they stand up selling for more anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I've never bought a car on the site. I've tried, um, but I've never actually Would, bought a car on the site. So I really hope I get this crossplayed, but I am not spending 55 for this thing. So oh, no. <laughs> if, it, no. if it ends up, but I don't get it, then so be it. I, I love that you just told that story because that is 100% people's he like hesitation towards no reserve. Yeah. You're like, I only bid on no reserve stuff and it always goes for more than what I would guarantee the seller in a backroom well, deal. Like think about no reserve. Like I beg people to understand, like actually no reserve just brings so much interest and I swear it brings more money. And we, our data shows that, but it's also kind of, it kind of feels salesy. So like we tell that to yeah. the seller, we're like, yeah, whatever. Mm -hmm. But like, when you see no reserve, you're like more into it. Like it gets more clicks. Like you're like, oh, this is selling. Let's go see what happens, you know? Right. And um, like this, there's a Land Cruiser right now for more than the Land Cruiser last week. And it's no reserve. I, there are so many of these on the site that you can do like one-to-one -one comparisons and a car will get two grand more with no reserve. There was one time when we had a Disco 2, this was like at the beginning, but we had a Disco 2 that sold for like four grand more than like an identical Disco 2 that had sold with the reserve. And we used to send that to everybody being like, here's an example of why you want to go no reserve. Um, but people are scared and I get it. But for these sellers, the sellers of stuff that I'm like really into, I'll be like, hey, look, go no reserve and like, we'll make sure. Um, but it's rare that I that that happens, and in the end, they sell for too much anyway, which is Crazy. proof that it works. Crazy. True. Well, you telling me I need to bid on Land Cruisers, Disco or Land Rovers, Disco, Disco. <laughs> sold, sold an AMG wagon early on that was Gulf Blue. It was the only one in Gulf Blue, and the seller we initially wanted no reserve and then he wanted like an 80 reserve and it was clearly going to sell for like 95 and i was like dude you go no reserve and i'll buy it for 80 if it doesn't make it and of course it it's sold for crazy factory money in gulf blue yeah yes this car it sold for crazy oh, money that. Yeah. and then the guy who bought it made an instagram dedicated just to this car and he tagged me in every post and like to taunt me like you should <laughs> <laughs> that's oh that's just evil that is um, that I love a, the tagging for taunting. That's perfect. <laughs> what in the like? Hi, Mercedes. Paint the sample. Yes, I want the color that I don't think your team has ever run. Right. It makes no sense, but yeah, it's cool. It, it's it's better than another silver one. Makes sense on McLaren and well, like a bunch of other the blue ones. with the black cargo box. It's great contrast. Like it, it looks fantastic. Like, <clears throat> it's cool. And it's the factory AMG cargo box too. In other words, I overpaid for a cargo box. <laughs> I paid 2x what I could have paid at Target. Oh, but it's AMG. That's fantastic. But it says AMG, so I'm cool. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, sweet. Oh, Thank man. Doug. Thank you so much for coming back. Yeah. I appreciate it. So Thanks, much. Doug. We Thank you really for having me. It. I always appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. I'm, uh, I'm going to wrap it up real quick. So you can rate and review the show on iTunes or, God, I say iTunes every fucking time. I'm so Apple old. Apple Podcasts. I don't have an iPhone. I don't care. Um, because I still have a toddler who I can hand my Samsung phone to in kids mode. <laughs> nothing, nothing is bricked when it's handed back to me. But yet everyone thinks I'm crazy because I make the bubbles the wrong color. Anyway, sorry, <laughs> mini rant. 
<laughs> no further comment. <laughs> you can like and subscribe on YouTube. We are there. You can follow Doug. It's at Doug DeMuro everywhere. Maybe not Mastodon or Truth Social or any of the other new ones. I don't know. <laughs> we haven't got them. Oh, no. God. Just find I him on Instagram. Find Doug on YouTube. That's all yeah. you need to do. Find <laughs> yep. Doug on YouTube. Yep. Uh, you can follow Hooniverse, the Hooniverse on Twitter, the real Hooniverse on Instagram. Ross is at no, not like the one from Friends. I fumbled over it, even though I've said it so many times. I'm at Overlanding Dad. That's it. That's our show. Thanks so much, Doug. Yeah. Thanks, Doug. Thank you. See you guys.